Okay. You guys know you need to work out regularly if you want to maintain a certain physique, right? You guys also know I care a lot about mental health, and I believe in order to maintain it requires regular workouts, so to speak, as well. That's why I want to talk about 59 Breaths, the workout for your nervous system. 59 Breaths is an app that helps improve your mental health, control your stress, improve your sleep, as well as a lot of other awesome benefits through breath work. I love it too for when I start to notice I'm getting anxious and revved up. It's a great way to bring me back into my body and the present moment and to re-regulate my nervous system. Plus, you can track your progress over the course of time and see how much more resilient to stress you're actually becoming. Pretty cool, huh? Looking for an easy, fast, convenient way to feel better if you're having a moment? Give it a try. Go to 59breaths.app slash Dr. Aria Young. That's 59breaths.app slash D-R-A-R-I-A-Y-O-U-N-G. I will also have the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to Better Days Ahead with me, Dr. Aria Young. For those who don't know me, I am a licensed naturopathic integrative doctor that specializes in mental health, and I am on my own healing and self-betterment journey as well, which I share to help others who are on their own journey so they don't feel so alone in what they're going through and feel like somebody can relate to them. So like I literally just said, I am on my own healing journey in 2020. I embarked after a very deeply unsettling, not quite traumatizing, but damn near close, after a very unsettling event that happened to me where I dissociated for about two days and could not get control of the physical or emotional state of my body. I could not get back in my body. And after that happened, I reflected back on what the last year, as well as the last previous few years, had looked like for me. And I didn't like it. And I realized I had to change my life. And that was the first leg of this so-called marathon that I have called a healing and self-betterment journey. And I say that because the second leg, quote unquote, of this marathon, um, came at the end of 2021 after I went through a, a legitimately traumatizing breakup, left me with a PTSD diagnosis, and I was at a lower point than before, like when I first had started wanting to work on myself and change my life. And that leads us to today. And since then, I've done a lot to get myself back on track because as I've mentioned in previous videos, like podcast videos and social media videos, like that breakup fucked me up bad. Um, it's interesting that my healing journey was like pre-PTSD and now like post-PTSD because things look so different after get, being traumatized, right, as that will happen because the brain does some really interesting, to put it lightly, things after you go through something like that. So I've tried to kind of find my way since then. It's been about two years now since all of that occurred, and I am doing so much better than before. So there are a lot of important aspects to healing that I've learned. Lots of modalities you can do on your own, lots of potential sources of help and guidance you can seek out, right? Lots of changes you can make to your own life to support your healing, including who you are surrounding yourself with, what your diet is like, your nutritional profile, what activities you choose to partake or not partake in, uh, your spirituality. And my healing process has utilized and I think required all of those. 
my routine has changed a bit over time and I have made a podcast episode previously called How to Support Your Mental Health that not only talks about various modalities and, and things that I use to get myself well, you know, out of the rut that did work, um, that you can use as well. You can go check out that video if you want. But I also touched on how what I did and how I scheduled my day changed as things with me changed and as I realized I needed more or less or different ways of guiding myself through this process and supporting myself. This whole process, you guys, is extremely plastic in that regard. It's going to change. You're going to have to change with it and um, not get too rigid in, in what you're doing because you'll realize that as various events start to kind of move in your life and you kind of start to grow and, and other aspects start to change, like you're going to need to switch up what you're doing. And I, I learned that multiple times actually. So, however, going off all of that, because that was all important, I get questions a lot asking basically like what has been the most important part of your healing or like what was most impactful or what helped the most? And I will be honest, I do have a hard time with this question because it's not just one part, right? I just went on that whole tangent. Like it, it takes a village. It's a sum of all the parts that got this machine up and running. Truthfully, it, there were a lot of different things that I needed to really kind of help me work through what I was going through. But I will say that there has been one piece to all of this, one aspect that really sticks out to me more than breath work, than meditation, than, than therapy even, right? Which is saying a lot. I guess what I'm going to talk about is kind of therapy, but like you don't have to go to therapy to do this. So if you at least start here with your healing, then you are off to a very good start. And I know some of you are probably not going to like this answer because I think it's the most challenging aspect of healing I've learned. It's something that many people bypass. They don't want to do. So I guess today's episode is kind of going to be a friendly reminder that you cannot skip this. You have to. It's just a matter of when you want to start or not. So you've heard it before. In order to heal, you must what? You must feel. Yep, that's where I'm going. Feeling your feelings and facing the stuff we tend to want to run from. The stuff that's scary and the stuff you try to hide and suppress. The stuff that makes you want to do anything to distract yourself. It's what I've realized so many people have referred to as their like quote unquote box in the closet the box they don't want to open or take down or even look at on the shelf in the closet. They kind of cram everything to that little box and then put it up on the shelf and they're like, they're there. I will never open this ever again. That's where all my stuff is. I'm going to com compartmentalize, put it in this box, and uh, maybe one day we'll kind of sift through all of this stuff, but probably not, right? And then they just put it up there and they leave it. I swear, like over and over, it's referred to as the same sort of analogy. So. I did the same. I'm no different. And it starts to get opened and it feels rough. I know. That's why people don't open it. Makes sense. But we're so accustomed to not feeling what's difficult and attempting to find anything else to take it away. You guys know there are lots of potentials you can use to avoid pain, to avoid shame and guilt and grief and sadness. I'm sure there are at least one or two that popped in your mind just now. 
ways that we we compensate and evade actually having to face our shit. We've all got our favorite vices, but that's all they are. They're not actually going to resolve what's there. It's just a way to distract us, to numb it, to maybe help us forget for just a second, but it's not going to make it go away. If you haven't been told this before, feelings last about 90 seconds max. The reason why sometimes we seem to feel the feeling for longer and it's because we become it is because we get stuck in the stories we begin to tell ourselves to keep the feelings around longer. Our brain will create a narrative so we continue to fester in that feeling. Again, not being in our body with it and instead us returning back to our head, getting in our head about it. Instead of feeling the damn feeling in our body, we create stories to keep ourselves safe and to explain what we don't really know or understand, and we're back in our head to avoid feeling it in our body. And hey, I get it. Feelings can be scary and uncomfortable, but this is a way to lessen some of that. Um, stories can validate what we're feeling, but I mentioned before they're, they're fabricated. I talk about this a lot in my social media videos. Stories are made up right? That's why we call them stories. They're thoughts that are not true. We're creating them. And sometimes what we're thinking and feeling isn't a fact anyway. It's still valid. I'm not saying it's not valid, but it just isn't a fact. So when we create stories to match what we're feeling, especially if that feeling isn't actually a fact, they definitely aren't true either. And we can also have feelings based on thoughts that aren't true that we make up. It's like when suddenly you feel anxious but don't really know why, instead of letting it just be, sometimes in that moment we'll create a belief as to why we feel anxious and, and it's no way rooted in real truth. Like we might be anxious simply because we drank too much coffee. We had way too much caffeine. Best thing to do in that moment is observe without judgment and not attach to any kind of narrative. Just observe what you're feeling, lean into it, let it pass. Sometimes it has nothing to do with anything else. It is just a feeling. And feelings are just energy trying to move through the body. Feelings are energy. I mean, everything is energy, literally. I talk about how to feel feelings fairly often, but essentially you want to identify what you're feeling and where in the body that feeling or those feelings are occurring when they start to come up. If stories or like racing thoughts start, you focus back on your body and let all of the stories and everything that's getting you in your head kind of fall by the wayside. You really want to be in your body focused on what's going on there and not getting back up in your head. You want to honor what comes up, what it means to you. If, if these feelings are telling you something, then listen and let it naturally unfold like let it be seen and honored. I know it sounds super scary and sometimes it is really intense and kind of overwhelming, right? But it's not as scary as we seem to think. And that shit actually passes when we give it the opportunity to do so. You get to learn so much about yourself, why these emotions persist, where they are rooted, when they maybe started. Like you feel more grounded and confident in who you are. And I've been feeling a lot of this lately too. 
I'm just going to be honest and kind of talk about myself a little bit here because I know it helps when I give you kind of personal applications of these things because I'm going through the same stuff myself. And all of these feelings of shame and guilt have been surfacing a lot lately where I haven't felt that in a very long time. I haven't really identified why all of a sudden it's coming up and it's not like this is a new thing for me, but recently it's been coming up a lot. It's like all of a sudden a lot of things that I just did not remember for a very long time have like bubbled to the surface. I'm like, oh great, there's that one too. I guess we're just going to take everything on I've ever been ashamed about. And it's been a little crippling, but I'm working through it. But it's like some aspect of my subconscious just like cracked open and there's been a lot of insight and enlightenment that's come with it for sure. But there's also a lot of icky stuff that I didn't remember. And that's kind of the double-edged sort of feeling. It's like, cool, I wanna like really like learn about myself and lean into to the depths of like my mind and the reasons why I do things. And I wanna uncover all of it, like let's get in there. And it's like, hell yeah. But also just so you know, there are gonna be some other things that come up that you don't like. It's not just the stuff that you want that's going to come up. It's going to be everything, right? So it can be a lot. And I don't know, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's the reason why all this is happening lately with me. But I've had to really lean into those parts of myself that are ashamed or like just feeling gross, you know, and just be comforting. I've had to legitimately like parent myself and be very, very, very compassionate. Like actually talk to those areas of myself and younger versions of myself and let them like let myself and them know it's okay. It's all right. And and allow myself to start to work through it now as an older adult with more knowledge and reminding myself it's okay to make mistakes and that I did make mistakes and and that you know, we learn from them and I learn from them. And it doesn't mean I have to carry that guilt and that weight forever. I have always been extremely hard on myself, always, forever. So this is a common theme with me and something that I've had to put a lot of focus into. I've always been extremely hypercritical of myself. So it's been a little challenging to do this, but just like everything else that I constantly tell you guys, it's gotten so much better, so much better over the course of time because I haven't given up on this process even when it's hard, even when I feel like I'm not really making any strides and things really aren't getting better. I've stuck with it and I swear I look back and I'm like, wow, things are a lot different than they were. It's taken a lot, but I've stuck with it and it shows. But I've, I've had to, again, keep reminding myself, you know, we, we all make mistakes and that I was doing my best at the time given what I knew and what I had to work with just being so harsh with myself my whole life has been, it's made it very challenging to be able to be compassionate and kind to myself. And even when I make a mistake still, or I just don't feel like I've done the best that I could, it sometimes comes with some serious negative self-talk. Like it's dark. It really is. And I know a lot of you feel the same way. And I would really avoid facing that condemnation before and pretend like it wasn't there. I would just let it run its course and, you know, just say basically like, well, the past is the past and hope that alone would make it all disappear. But it didn't. 
crazy. I know. Oh my gosh. It just didn't, you know, poof and vanish into thin air. I've had to actually feel it and listen to what's come up as a result. Crazy. Who would have thought? What we resist persists. And by allowing myself to integrate these suppressed feelings, I've actually been able to move through some of that heaviness and have this new compassion for myself and like really learn about myself. I often talk too about shame and like illuminating it so we can move forward from it because bad things grow in the dark as you are all well aware of and shining light on it. So light in this case could be like self-compassion and being loving and being kind and understanding, even just drawing attention there, right? Even just being like, okay, this stuff has been sitting there in the dark. Like, let, let's bring it out. Let's just take a look at it, you know? And like, that can be really painful for people, especially with me. But there's there's so much like emotional freedom that comes with even just being like, I, I just want to take a look at this and see what we have to work with here because I'm tired of just like keeping it in this like corner in the dark and like spending so much time trying to just keep it like hidden. It's exhausting to keep things hidden, you know? Like even just opening up and talking about this stuff, it drowns out some of that darkness. We don't overcome the darkness by like learning more about it, focusing more on it or creating more of it, right? Because darkness only exists in places where there is no light yet. And light overcomes darkness every time, correct? It's it, If you are shining a flashlight in a dark place, like it's not going to be so dark that eventually it drowns out the flashlight. Like the flashlight, as long as there are batteries in it, right? As long as the damn thing's charged, is going to overcome that darkness every time. So it's not to say that we should just like think better thoughts and like not acknowledge why the darkness is there but we can't stay fixated on it. That can't be like where our attention is going. We have to focus on illuminating it. And really feeling what my responses have been to life's events, I guess we'll say, have been incredibly painful here and there for sure. But it's also been extremely rewarding and gotten me to a place of far more peace a lot quicker than what I would have expected. I mean, fuck. You guys, like at the end of 2021, I was not okay. I was not good. I had been very open about the fact that I was checked out. I was like, you know what? I think, I think I've had enough here, genuinely, which was really scary because like, I mean, I work in mental health and I have so many tools in my tool belt and like I had already started on this healing journey and I had a lot of awareness and, and yet this situation just like, it brought me to my fucking knees and I was just like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me anymore. So where I'm at now is wild to me still. It's almost hard to think back on how sad I was, which is also pretty cool because for a while I was like, I cannot figure out a time where I'm ever going to feel okay. And now it's like the opposite. And I hoped eventually it would get to this point, but I just couldn't because that's how life has gone for me. You know, I've come out on the other side, but this was the time I was like, I, I really don't know this might not pan out like that. So like I said, I've, I've been able to get to a place of, of far more peace. And especially based on my past and what I had to work with, like it's pretty wild. It's pretty remarkable. If you cannot connect with your body though, you will not heal. You can do all of the other things and you can focus on all the other modalities and ways in which we can help promote our healing, truthfully. And like, I think all of those things are extremely important. But if you can't sit with yourself without distractions 
in the most intentional way and just observe what your body is trying to show you when you're sad or in pain. Just be with yourself and learn why you have developed certain ways of coping, certain beliefs about yourself, where these wounds even came from and what narrative you created about yourself that wasn't even true based on an event that happened in the past when, when you were still like in the growth phase and didn't really know what the fuck was going on. Like if you can't do all of that, then you will not heal. You will not find that inner peace that you're looking for. You can't bypass that stuff. It's important. And you'll be so glad you did though, because the relationship you get to really begin to cultivate with yourself and the understanding, the confidence, the clarity you gain from all of this that leads you to finally feeling good, like feeling good finally internally. It's so worth it. When you feel like you make sense, then everything else starts to make sense around you. When you finally harness your internal compass and you know like you start to understand yourself and you kind of know where the fuck you're going and begin to understand who you are truthfully, like you feel anchored and not like you're just blowing around in the winds of life. It feels so much better. We develop the separation from ourselves when we don't know how to navigate those moments of darkness in life and then wonder why we feel so disillusioned and confused and that we're sort of just wandering through life and don't understand why we're here, how we got here, how we are, right? We can only meet others at the depths in which we have met ourselves. We can't understand what's going on around us if we don't really know ourselves. All of it. All of us. So give yourself the gift and the privilege of diving deep. There is no way around it. And I know that for some of you, that sounds like the worst fucking thing in the world. But I promise it's not. It's just a matter of whether or not you are ready to really face this stuff and actually transform. But when you are ready, just know that things are going to get so much better and you are going to be so fucking glad that you did it. If you would like one-on-one help and want me to help you with your mental health or your healing process or anything health-related, you can. You can schedule with me using the link in the podcast description. Last but not least, please be kind to animals. Please stay new to your pets and adopt, don't shop. Thank you for making the world a better place. If today's episode resonated with you, please consider subscribing and rating this podcast five stars. Thank you for being a part of today's podcast, and I will see you back here next time.